Hey, this is Brittany. And this is Sarah. And you're listening to episode one of Tell Me Something Scary. Tell Me Something Scary. I think we should start off with why we're here, why we're talking about something scary. Um, well, we talk about weird, random shit all the time. And... Putting together a podcast where we talk about, like, not only the scary stories, but the, like, the real stories behind them, I think is really, like, a fascinating part of legends and ghost stories. Okay, so you said real stories behind them, and you said legends. Yeah. Does that mean you don't believe in ghosts? Oh, no, I believe in ghosts. (laughs) Oh, do tell. (laughs) I... I think my first ever, I've had, no, I say first ever, I've only had one real ghost experience, and I was like 12 or 13, and it was summer break, and we were, my family and I were on our way to Dallas. We used to go there every summer from Baton Rouge, and I was upstairs in our house, which is like an old, like 200-year-old plantation-style home, and so many stories like with that house alone but I heard I had gone had to go back upstairs after everyone was already in the car to get my toothbrush because I forgot my toothbrush and I was grabbing it I was in the bathroom and then which is upstairs and then all of a sudden I hear someone singing Amazing Grace like very faint not anyone in my family because everyone else was in the car (laughs) And would anyone be singing Amazing Grace <laughs> randomly anyway? Amazing sure. Grace, sure. Grace at that point. It's like 8 in the morning and we're like, mom and dad are like, come on, it's time to go. <laughs> and, and I hear that and I like grab the toothbrush and just like take off like a shot and like run outside and, and I'm like near tears because I hear this because like, I'm already scared of going upstairs by myself and then I hear this at the top of the stairs and I'm like, I'm gonna die. Did anyone believe you? No, no one believed me. <laughs> Why would anyone believe me? My parents, I don't think, well, I don't know. My dad might believe in ghosts, but my mom is definitely more skeptical. But they both believe that your house is haunted. I mean, we've had those conversations. We know this. Yeah. Mm. Table that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. What about you? Well, I mean, I think these conversations are fun. And I was looking for a podcast probably like last year or something because we'd have one of these conversations and I just wanted, I wanted to cut, I'm a scaredy cat. I don't watch horror movies. I don't read horror books. It's not a good time. I don't, I don't need that in my life, (laughs) but like sometimes you like a little bit of suspense, but like not too much. And I was trying to find a podcast that was not, you know, wasn't going to scare the hell out of me and was fun to listen to. And I, I just, I couldn't find one that wasn't super cheesy or wasn't like gory and like was gonna have me hiding under my covers Mm -hmm. so that's why I thought this would be fun is maybe somebody else will like listening to silly real-ish ghost stories yes I mean I stand by you don't say ghosts don't exist because that's how you get haunted (laughs) don't say aliens aren't real don't hang your foot over the edge of the bed I mean it's just bad juju it's asking for it (laughs) so we'll just move forward with 
bad idea and then see how it shapes up. <laughs> so we have these conversations all the time anyway. We thought we'd share. We think we're funny. Sometimes. Most yep. of the time. <laughs> we have our moments. I mean, I think we're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone will find us funny. I think they might laugh at us, maybe not with us. I mean, is that so bad? I mean... As long as we're willing to accept yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'll take a little laugh. I'll take one for the Universal team and, like, creating some humor for people. Sure. So... Because I know I'm ridiculous. Yeah. So that's our goal with this podcast, is just to have a good time, tell some creepy stories, and move on. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that's... I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So, that's what's going to happen. Sarah, you want to tell us something scary? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. I feel like everyone should know that Sarah's done dedicated research. Okay. It's it's rough research because this you is... You phone calls. I did. That's legit. Who makes uh, phone calls? Okay, well, I had I to know. make phone calls because... This is actually a ghost story that has been passed down in my family. So I had to call. But your family doesn't believe in ghosts. No, they just like scaring the shit out of people. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think this is a real ghost story? Or do you think this is something that was developed just to scare the shit out of people? I mean, I guess that's sort of all ghost stories. I... Both? I guess you can tell your story. Yeah, Let, let's tell decide. a story and then you can decide, like, if it's real. Where, or not. Yeah, We're where myth bust it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, because I, I think I know the real story behind it, which, like, kind of alludes to like what how the ghost story came about. Right. Okay. 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 So, this is the old man of False River. Oh, I've always wanted to know this. <laughs> Okay. I'm so excited. Yes. I didn't know okay. this was a ghost story. It is a ghost story. Okay. It's a ghost story. And I thought like... it was somebody's grandpa. <laughs> Which I guess so, he probably is. I mean, so I had to call Uncle John oh for the story because okay. he's like the best storyteller <laughs> ever. And Uncle John is my dad's brother. <laughs> for, as uncles are. As uncles are. <laughs> and like, I'm sure we'll, I'll probably like say lots Nobody of people's cares, name. Fine. Okay. <laughs> so. Old Man of Falls River. (laughs) So, as the story goes, Falls River is a um, a Oxbow Lake in New Roads, Louisiana. Explain an Oxbow Lake for those that aren't from Louisiana. Oxbow Lake is a lake that is formed when a river changes course. So, it's a false river because it's not an actual river. It's more like a lake. It's cut off at both ends. Yes, yeah. But it used to be a river. It used to be part of the Mississippi Mississippi River. Yeah. So, this story is about a old man, obviously, (laughs) who would be going from pier to pier at night, calling out a name, Jaro, Jaro. Always the same name. Always the same name, because he's looking for his son. And his son is also a spirit that likes to play tricks. Oh, so, so is the old man a spirit? Yes, the okay. old man is okay. is the ghost. Okay, okay right? Okay. Okay. It's two ghosts. So okay. old man and Jaro. And Jaro. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So I'm never going to be able to stay at the river again. <laughs> Just so the way that we were told it when we were kids was if you didn't put some sort of toy or treat under your pillow for Jaro, old man, a false river was going to come and take you away. Where? To the river. Like what? he would, he would take you out to the end of the pier, and then you'd just like disappear with it. Which you don't want in the pier water. Just <laughs> heads up for a lot of reasons. <laughs> so like any like weird noise after dark, it was always old man of false river, and like it was like one of those stories that they would use to keep us in bed after dark. <laughs> like legit, I'm gonna stay in yeah. bed after dark next time I'm out there. <laughs> so and then like you would think you would hear him saying Jara, or you would see like, he would have like a glow about him. So you would think that you would see the glow of him moving from pier to pier around the lake. And um, oh, there was one time where we were all on, in our little camp and, and I say all of us, it's like um, me and my cousins and my siblings, and we're all like 10 years old or younger. Like I'm the oldest at 10. And they're telling this story of you better get in bed. And like we're all crowded around Uncle John listening to this story. And then all of a sudden lights start flashing and horns start blaring from the cars that are parked like right next door to the screen porch. And we're all like screaming and like <laughs> running and getting into our beds. And like we have these little like McDonald's toys that oh, we yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah, under our pillows. To, like Beanie Babies yeah, and yeah. like little like Transformers and Yeah, the Happy Meal to toys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We put those under our pillows. Because you were willing to sacrifice that. I was willing to sacrifice that to appease the old man of False River. That is not okay. So he just goes from pier to pier every night searching for Jaro. I think it's important to note as well that it's dark as fuck at False River. And there's yeah, all kinds of weird noises because it's the country yeah. and there's critters and now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's it's backwoods country. Like, I mean, it's it's changed now. It's a little bit more populated than it was, you know, obviously 15 years ago. But, like, it was, it's always been super dark at night. There's not, like, a whole lot of pure lights that stay lit all night right. long so if you're telling the story at 8 or 9 p.m like it's pitch black outside and you can barely see you can see like the reflection of the moon on the water right so like i didn't know that was what the old man of falls river was yeah. i feel so privileged to know the story now <laughs> So this was a story. Okay, so that's the good. Like that's the good is this, story. Wait, right? is this why the town is called Jaro? Which I always said Jaro, which I guess we always do. I don't know. Jaro. Jaro. Is it, is it named after like a real person? It is. What you're gonna tell us? Yeah. So, in this research, I, well, I got some backstory from Uncle John. Is that um, this was a story that their nanny made cook Mary Joseph would tell them, right? Uncle so, John and your dad's like Like yeah, my okay. my uncle, my dad, their uh, sister yeah, their family. Uh cousins and all of that. That was a story that she would tell every summer to like to scare them and keep them get like everyone in yeah, bed. get everyone yeah. in bed. I respect that tactic. <laughs> <laughs> so and she was and she was old when 
she was telling them this story. So Uncle John reckons that she was born like around 1890. Oh, wow. Um, so the way I started this research to figure out like where the tale came from was to try and find like to see if I could actually place a Mary Joseph in New Roads at that time period. So I found her on Ancestry.com. Oh my gosh, I love this game so much. This is my favorite game. So I found her and then I Wikipedia'd Jaro, right, Louisiana, to see like what everyone else has said about the history of the city. And it was actually named for the postmaster because that was the first post office that was ever built in that area. And so it was manned by an Eli uh, Jaro. And so, like, Jaro was born. And I, so I found Mary Joseph. She, like, she lived in New Roads her entire life. She had, like, a um, shotgun house, like, close to the post office. A uh, shotgun is like, I mean, it's shaped like a shotgun. Like it's long, skinny. No, I've never really seen a shotgun. To be fair. <laughs> okay, true. Uh, it's long, skinny. You walk into a like living room, and then you have to go through a bedroom, usually to get to a kitchen, which is at the back. Um, and it's so it, and they're usually like relatively small homes. And so she owned one of those. And then I found, uh, I went to the Library of Congress website. Oh she was so on top of this. And I found like old pictures of the, of the, the, which we can post on our Instagram that we don't have yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Follow um, us at TBD. <laughs> but for real. But for real. Yeah. The, so I found a picture of the gas station that was the, also the post office okay um and apparently her oh there it is is this that's the post office like that's the and the person that started it we can pretend he's jaro yeah we can pretend he's wearing an overalls and a hat yeah uh and there was also a picture of like some i feel like there was a picture of a house but maybe i'm wrong no but yeah so found about out about her how it came to, how the name came to be because I was thinking maybe well maybe it was just like the story of how the city came to be and someone was searching for the city or something like that. Yeah. And then my next step was well maybe um it was actually searching for a person like um the old man of Foster River was searching for his son Jaro. And that's what Uncle John told me was that the old man in Foster River was searching for his son who had drowned. So he was constantly searching Ugh. and he went crazy searching. Because he was in the river the whole time. Because he was in the river the whole time. He went crazy searching for his son who had ended up drowning. Did you look up Foss River drowning? I tried, girl. <laughs> I bet that was depressing. It, well, and it, and it, it wasn't very fruitful, like, because if Mary Joseph was telling this story in 18, like, and she was born in 1890, then, like, in theory, it was already, we'll assume it was already a ghost story by then. that's fair. So, give it another 50 years, and you're looking at, like, what, 1840? Sure. Of when it might have happened. You mean they didn't keep concise records in Jaru, Louisiana in 1840? <laughs> no, the closest city that I could find that had archived records of newspapers was Lafayette, 
which is like three hours from New Roads, and it, and, and like it was like two pages, and then and like and there's no like date. For when I'm you know like what? eight plus plus for effort though that's intense. <laughs> Fun fact: <laughs> Lafayette used to publish their newspaper in both English and French. Huh? Like the backside of the newspapers. Oh my god, French. that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> because I have the newspapers pulled up when I was searching for in random French. drownings <laughs> in the 1800s. Oh no! Also, drownings aren't funny, but. That no, story and I, is. <laughs> the story is funny, and it's not, um, there, I got no proof. I have no actual proof of anything. That is what, uh, that is what I was told, was the old man is someone who was searching for his son who had drowned. Okay, let's go that direction. Why were you looking for proof at all? Do you need proof? No, what I mean, it I guess it's part proof? of the, it was part of the story, but it was, it was also, I was trying to pinpoint an origin, right? An origin to disprove the ghost story or an origin of to find this man died and now he is a ghost. And that in order to find this is, this actually happened. And then people started seeing him as a ghost because he had gone crazy and died and continued to look for his son. So this is the... Um, apparition that appeared after his death because he spent so much time doing that so maybe it's just like one of those cyclical things like you hear in the Civil War um, battlefields that like it's just soldiers a moment in history has been repeating I mean that's a theory I can get with we've talked about this of intense emotion and not psyche but that sort of being energy and emotion. Thank and, you. Yeah. yeah, energy sort of being impressed on the environment yeah. at risk of sounding really like woo and out there. <laughs> but I I think there's a there's a way to talk about it yeah. that doesn't that I I, I I can get with almost almost almost. What's your caveat? Uh, my caveat is it's. Still parapsychology and slightly ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the lack of scientific evidence proving that you could leave behind energy that could be repeated at a later date. <laughs> but it's not necessarily that person repeating it. It's the energy that they left behind. Well, regardless, right? so, it doesn't matter. Like, the idea, like, what is energy? What is left um, behind? What are you seeing? How are you seeing? Like... The whole, the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> well, I, I, there's no scientific evidence to corroborate that that is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible because there's this shit ton that we don't understand sure. about the brain, the universe, all of that. You know, everything is magic until it's science, right? Yeah. So everything is paranormal and magic until it's science. So... We'll save it for a later date. Maybe we'll see something, but I'm skeptical. Okay. Brittany, tell me something scary. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. So, this is the poorly researched story of Robert the Doll. Oh. Um, I saw this 
honestly can't remember what I saw it on. It was probably like a mystery science theater or Twilight <laughs> Zone or something bizarre that I watched with my mom like on a Saturday morning or something. And I remember being creeped the fuck out by it. And um, I have to give credit to, you know, Mystery Science Theater or whatever I saw it on. And Atlas Obscura. And this other website that was really cool called Ghost and Gravestones. Oh. Because they have some good storytelling about Robert the Doll. Um, so, Robert, well, not Robert, Eugene... Robert Otto was a child in the, like, early 1900s. And he's lonely, like, his parents travel a lot, whatever, whatever. So their family servant makes him a doll, or gives him a doll. Doesn't matter. Details. Who cares? This has voodoo written all over it. I'm so excited. Yes, it does, doesn't (laughs) it? There is some, like question as to whether like the servant had like practiced voodoo like that that has come up in some articles okay the servant practiced voodoo and gave eugene gene a doll to keep him company and he's like like yay tall you can't see this but how tall is that what's that like three feet three feet three feet He's like three feet tall, mm-hmm. like life size Barbie shit. Like <laughs> not okay. Shit. Oh, this is the size anyway. of the doll, not no, the boy. This, both. <laughs> both. This is a life size doll. The size of the doll and the size of the. Oh boy. my gosh. Okay. So servant gives Jean this doll to keep him company, and he's wearing a little sailor suit that was probably one of Jean's old like outfits. And Rob, Jean, Jean, Jean's the boy, Robert's the doll. Confusing because they both have Robert in their name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Jean, boy, befriends Robert, doll. And Jean and Robert do everything together and go everywhere together because Jean's a lonely boy. Mm-hmm. And then it starts getting weird, right? So Jean sits, Robert, fuck. This is going to be rough. <laughs> Robert Dahl. Robert Dahl. Sleeps, like, in the rocking chair in Jean's bedroom. Okay. Well, Jean would start waking up, and Robert would be... Like every Chucky movie ever. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Life-size dolls are not Just fun. Just never. We <laughs> never sold my idea. sister's life-size Barbie at a garage sale. It was a good choice. We didn't need it before anything bad happened. Um, but as we'll learn, you can't get rid of these things. Once you've brought it in your life, there's no getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. So Jean would wake up and Robert would be at the foot of his bed. And <laughs> it's so bad. Jean and Robert would be having conversations and his mom would hear him downstairs. And, you know, she would yell upstairs for Jean and she would hear a voice answer back, not in Jean's voice. So, presumably, Robert's voice. And this happened on numerous occasions. Jean and Robert always talking. And Mom is finding Robert in weird places in the house. Okay. You know, the typical, like, turn around and like, ah, Robert's right there! Like, this little sailor doll is, like, hanging out in the corners and shit. Oh, no. So, Jean and Robert clearly developed this sort of unhealthy bond. Mm-hmm. Um... His mom is, like, not cool with it, so she locks him up in the attic. And... The doll, not the boy. Yes. Uh, But Robert the doll shows back up in Jean's room. 
and this goes on a little bit and you know time goes by nobody gets like seriously injured but there's some like weird shit that happens um gene you know screams for his mom in the middle of the night and she comes down and his room is torn apart Furniture's flipped over everything and Robert's like in the rocking chair in the corner of the bedroom like I don't know what happened But like Jean's like it was Robert and Jean like blames everything on Robert growing up Anything happens Robert did it Robert did it Robert did it Well, and what like as a parent Do you like? How much I mean from at, at the first report you would have to be like No, no, no. Yeah, yeah that is a doll. Robert didn't do it. Clean your room the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but mom had enough experiences that it started to come into question of like, ah, he may not be lying. Like, this may be the doll. <sighs> so Gene carries Robert throughout his life, and he gets married to his wife, Anne, and has kept Robert. So Robert's still in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Anne moves in, Robert's like pissed the fuck off. So he starts showing up at the foot of their bed. And Anne's like, you gotta lock him in the attic. Like, we can't, we can't live like this. You gotta lock him in the attic. So he locks him in the attic and they go to bed. And Robert's at the foot of the bed again. And again, this happens on numerous occasions. Robert cannot be contained. <laughs> <laughs> They keep locking him up, and he keeps showing back up. Oh, my gosh. And... What do you do in that sort of situation? Like... You don't... You don't try and get rid of it. That's what you don't do. That never no, that, goes that well. That never works. It always, you don't take it to the dumpster, because then yeah. it shows back up, and it's angry. It's real angry. So, don't Robert, she's, like, the mildly, like, what the fuck? Like, at the end of the bed. Like, because he's just been in the attic. He hasn't been taken in the trash. You haven't tried to set him on fire. Like... <laughs> So, like, major props to Anne for knowing, like, I can't set him on fire sure. or do anything like that because then, like, we're all going to die. So they just sort of, like, go through life of, like, weird stuff happening with Robert. Oh, my gosh. And his wife passes away, and he keeps him in the attic. And Robert stays in the attic, and, like, you, he, there's an attic window. It's called the Artist House in Key West, oh, right? Okay. I think. Um, and, like, children, like, see him in the attic, and reportedly, like, he'll move, and, like, they'll see him in, like, different angles, and, like, no, so, eventually, Gene dies in, like, the 1970s, and another family moves into the house, he left Robert in the attic, which, fuck you, don't leave your creepy shit in your house, Like, that's the, the least you can do when you move is, like, get rid of yeah, Don't okay. leave your creepy Don't, shit for yeah. new people to find. <laughs> Obviously. Like, that's how you haunt other people, and it's just it's not a nice thing to yeah. do. Don't pass down your haunting. Take responsibility for Bury it. Bury it with you. Like, whatever. Like, do you, like Robert the doll would have probably been thrilled to be buried to with Gene. To go with Gene, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was left in the attic to a new family that moved in with a 10-year-old little girl. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So, this little girl would wake up in the middle of the night, screaming. Uh, Robert would be at the foot of her bed. Oh, that's And she would say that Robert wants to hurt her. Oh. Yeah. That's not okay. The doll wants to hurt her. The doll wants to hurt her. Robert's just pissed that Jean left him. Yeah. So, now he's haunting this poor girl. Um, 
So the family donates him to a museum, which is the, what's the name of this museum? The Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida, where you can go see Robert the Doll today behind glass in a museum. Uh, the museum folks are scared as fuck of Robert the Doll. Said he giggles and like they'll see his like face oh move. Oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, not happy. Wait. Don't go see him. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, because then he might but pick you, you next. Yeah, but you could, but don't do it. <laughs> wait, is this how? I wonder if this is the origins story for Annabelle. You know I don't watch this shit. I know you don't watch it. I'm I'm curious. I might look well, up. Tell us. Well, Annabelle's the horror movie that um, I I'm terrible at. Is it the same idea? No, yeah, it's the same idea. And now currently, or it's she started out in a glass box because someone needed a container. Oh, sort of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he is currently. You can go see him contained, contained, contained. Air quotes yeah. in Key West. Um, he's now 111 years old, and for a fun fact, uh, he was made by the same company that created the very first teddy bear. Oh. Made Robert the fucking doll that has terrified <laughs> humans for a long time. A hundred years of terrifying children, mm-hmm. now in a museum. Yep, and that's Robert the doll. Robert the doll. There's no real story, because that is the real story. <laughs> Just a possessed doll. Oh my gosh. Which I think is my best theory. Like, it might be possessed. That's a thing. I mean, sure. Possessed by an evil spirit, or a demon, or... Mm. I can tell you're... Th- like, I can see you thinking. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about, like, how much of the like the things that happened in um Jean's room like disturbing the furniture and showing like okay the moments where he's screaming for his mom yeah the, the I mean like I feel like a kid would have to put on a real big act to like fake something which like, I mean fake kids that kind do. of fear kids do sure kids fake all kinds of weird stuff yeah but for it to be carried on to subsequent generations, like a new house where they don't know the situation. They don't know the story, and then all of a sudden their child is Yeah, they're like, like, there's just this weird doll up here. No, no, that's not just a weird doll. <laughs> but there's nothing you can do. Except put it in a glass box and cute fast, apparently. That's how you contain demons? I don't know. <laughs> is, it a, is it a blessed box? Like, does it have, like, inscriptions on it? In oh order my gosh, to, like... I hope it does. <laughs> does it have a special it's key? Got... The key of power. It's got, like, a Catholic blessing, like, inscribed on it. No, it's all religions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, all religions. Everyone keeps yeah. them locked in. <laughs> I feel like just by telling that story, I'm going to be, like, haunted. We're gonna have great dreams tonight. <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. So that's my something scary. That was pretty scary. So our plan each weekish. Yeah, sure. We'll tell you something scary. Yeah. You can listen or you cannot. I don't know. Yeah, and we're really doing this. <laughs> I mean, like 
we're doing this because we enjoy telling these stories. Like, we've had conversations about ghosts and spirits and energy and angels and demons and all of those things before. And so this is just putting it into podcast form so that other people can join the discussion. There's a lot of fun things to talk about. I think we could all have a lot of fun together. Yeah. Um, We'll get better at this as we go. Sure. For for sure. (laughs) I'll become a much better storyteller, I feel. (laughs) We'll I have... struggle a bit with storytelling, <laughs> it's obviously. Hard. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> it's not what we do. Um, we'll have a Twitter next time. Yeah, we'll have we'll... Twitter. Maybe we'll have an email. Who knows? Yeah. But right now, like, this is it. Yeah. Well, you can, um, on, we're using the Anchor app, so you can submit um, questions and stuff, like, vocally. Like, you can okay. record your question and send it to us. There you go. So, if you have any questions about our stories or corrections, because you know the legends <laughs> better than we do. Nah, they're <laughs> fine. Don't correct us. <laughs> no, please do. That might open up more discussion. <sighs> fine. Then you have to revisit all your scary stories. <laughs> so, find us at Tell Us Something Scary. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>